You never know when or where you'll get inspired. Sometimes it's your friends, sometimes your family, a comedian, a stranger, or even that man on the street. Walks of Life is a show that aims to explore the thoughts, stories, and perspectives of different people like you and me from all walks of life. This is Danny Frank's Walks of Life. High five. I high hope five. you could hear that. Let's there you go. That sounded weird. It did, but it is a high five. It was a high five. <laughs> yeah, uh, privileged and honored <laughs> to be here with Stephanie Michelle. Thank you. Uh, comedian, teacher, or whatever. Comedian. I have a lot of hats. You have a lot of hats. Very incredible person. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so tell the people who you are, a little bit about yourself. I am uh, Stephanie Michelle, as it's been said. I do... Uh, well, comedy, that's where me and Danny met. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have Danny Frank's Walks of Life. Now I am no. here. I've actually been like waiting, been like, I want to do it. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. I haven't approached you sooner. No, it's okay. I just I was watching from afar, admiring you, Aww. as always. Um, but yeah, doing that, I have two podcasts. So we have The Reckless Nerd with Frank Martinez, and then I do Finding the Funny. I teach, I run Cub Scouts and Girl Scouts, and I don't sleep. She is a mom a and mom. a superhero, uh, all I in one. I love my cape <laughs> at home. Yeah. Actually, I do cosplay, so I do have a cape. Do you do cosplay? I do. So what is cosplay for those uh, not in the know? <laughs> um, it is dressing up like uh, characters from different genres. So yep. like superheroes or Disney characters are usually my avenue. Can you give us some examples of like past costumes so maybe? uh jubilee from x-men mm-hmm. um i'm currently making a psylocke costume also from x-men because <laughs> she's just sexy and i wanted it and then i did a mashup between the joker and harley quinn ah very cool very creative but that was like but that my kids weren't there for that one and mm-hmm. i was pretty much walking around in a bra which <laughs> i'm i'm getting more confident with like my body but i'm still not fully there and so uh, i was just both, sister. terrified <laughs> that i was going to run into a student all day and so i'm like turning every corner like no there's no children here it's okay um but yeah it's, it's just, just dressing up and going to comic book conventions and right on just walking around the house you never know so is it fair to say your favorite convention is probably comic-con or um so i've actually never been to comic-con in san no? diego okay so i want to um, but I kind of, I got, I put, got put in the raffle this year <laughs> and then it happened. Um, but I actually, I love WonderCon in Anaheim. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's that- at the convention center. It's a, it's really family friendly. So my kids go, it's, um, super fun, but we've gone to Stan Lee's co- uh, Comic-Con in LA <laughs> and then there's, uh, Ontario Comic Revolution, which I've actually made really good friends there. Um, Very cool. So, uh, yeah, all of it. Do you go to Frankenstein Collection? Oh, my gosh. Uh, That is the second happiest place on earth. (laughs) Just if you didn't know. Yeah, if you haven't uh, heard the Frankenstein Collectible Show live episode. What? A.K.A. the Jimmy Calloway episode. I think it was episode four. uh, That, I'm pretty sure, is the only podcast uh, that's ever been recorded from the 
live from the floor of a trade show or a collectible show. That's awesome. I love that place. Dude, it's pretty rad. Like, there's rows and rows of comics, figurines, all kinds of stuff. You can get lost for days. Swords. Yes. My kids, <laughs> yeah. if I tell them we're going there, yeah. they both, like, run over and break open their piggy banks. Yeah. And they're like, we're getting Pokemon cards. And I'm like, okay. That's so funny, man. Yeah. How Pokemon cards have continued to hold value through all this time. It's right? amazing, right? But it's funny. That's not one of the nerd genre, or like nerd fandoms that I was ever part of. No? What would you grow up being a nerd and like being into? I grew up definitely Marvel and DC, yeah. um, watching all of those. Like I had Spider-Man comics growing up. I had the death of Superman. And then when he went into the other different bodies after, I had yeah. when Bane threw Batman off of a building and he was paralyzed. I liked all the really like dramatic episodes but it's like then i had like random comic books from like that i would meet somebody who was a comic book artist and i'm like yeah. dude i would love to get into it and then start getting into like independent artists and Very it was so much cool. fun and do you draw too or i i doodle i am not a good artist i wish i was okay but i doodle and i paint and i'd like to see these uh doodles sometimes people that are creative are a lot they're a little bashful they're a little <laughs> humble uh, i think that's actually where i'm the most shy yeah is my paintings and my writing. Oh my gosh, when I like write, like if yeah. I write a story. How long have you been writing? I've been writing, oh gosh, since I was little. Yeah. I remember the first thing, like I was like, I'm gonna write, is I submitted, Disney had some contest to do yeah. something for kids to write a story and I submitted to it and I made it through a couple rounds, but I think I was like the first year that they were, or like the youngest age that they were letting join in. So I was like stoked that I got through a couple rounds of it. And then, um, yeah. So now I've been writing most of my life, but I, there's Very still cool. like a lot of my stuff that hasn't been written. I've been published as a poet. Really? Yeah. When was that? Uh, in a high school and in my first couple years of college. That's so cool. Do you yeah. still write poetry? Not as much. Yeah? No. Yeah, I used to be really into poetry, I think, I in think high school, that was too, my emo like, age. Right, yeah, and then you kind of grow out of it. You're not as emotional. Yeah. You get, I'm not as suicidal things. anymore. Yeah, I just want to take care of things and get things done. Yeah, so now I write for lengths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool, though. Where'd you grow up? I actually grew up in um, Chino. Well, I was, okay, so I was born oh, cool. in L.A., mm -hmm. and then, but my parents, uh, when they had me, were going to high school in Ontario High. Yeah. Because uh, I'm Hispanic Beautiful and area. that's it's not. Um, I, like it. <laughs> I grew up in that kind of area too. Or I had cousins and uncles and stuff in that area. I think so. everybody has a cousin in Ontario. Yeah, exactly right. If you're Hispanic and in California, you know somebody. You have a cousin or uncle or somebody in your family mm -hmm. lives there. But yeah, it's like so I bounced around because like having young parents. I lived in Covina, mm -hmm. L.A., Chino, like just all over. And then now I'm just in the. I'm staying in the IE, I guess. Very cool. And you've never wanted to take off out of California? I have lived out of California. Have I you? lived in Oregon for a couple years. Yeah. Um, I lived in Japan for a couple years, but I was stationed out there. What was it like? To All right, so you were stationed out there. You yes. are, I forget, that you were also a veteran. Yes. Real-life oh. superhero. Straight up. Uh, Marine <laughs> Corps, right? Yes, Marines. Very cool. And then, so... I forget where they start out. Do they start out in San Diego? So, okay. I was just explaining this earlier today. That's so funny. So when I went in, because now uh -huh. it's different, um, if you were a male on the west coast of the Mississippi, you would go to San Diego. Yeah. And if you were on the east coast of the Mississippi, you would go to Paris Island. They only, because there were so few females, we yeah. all had to go to Paris Island. Oh, and I was like, that would have been so, if I was, if I graduated from boot camp in dude, San Diego, San Diego is such a beautiful like, place. Like my family would have turned up for my graduation. <laughs> like yeah. I had my mom and my ex from college who was yeah. then my ex came to my graduation in Paris Island. Um, 
And Where is Paris Island? South Carolina. South, one of the Carolinas. South, I, I think, think it's it South, South Carolina. Carolina yeah. the, yeah. the, the reason is is because then you could do, um, what's the next thing you do after? So it's boot camp, and then you do uh, marine combat training, uh-huh. and that's in North Carolina. So I'm like, I've been in both Carolinas. (laughs) Very cool. And what was it like over there? Does it feel... Humid. Yeah. Does it feel like the South, though? Does that make sense? Um, It does when you're out in town, but on base, everything is very shielded. Yeah. It feels weird. But, like, I have curly hair, and curly hair was not made for humidity. Oh, I can only imagine. Oh, so bad. Would it get more curly or straighter? It got poofy. Yeah? It was not a good look. That's a bummer, but I mean, some people pay high prices for that sort of thing. Um, so I guess that's cool. You just got to own it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, I worked a full fro yeah. um, when my hair wasn't in a bun. Oh, man. Yeah, that's tough. So needless to say, it was shell shock out there. It was. Or um, it was a period of assimilation, I should say. I, d- I think just the temperature, because like I, I grew up yeah. running in Southern California. It's dry. Yeah. And then you run out there, and it feels like there's like water building up in your lungs and you're like i'm over this oh, dear. so i didn't i don't know i liked when i was stationed in 29 palms more mm-hmm. and everybody's like that's the desert and it's the i drove through there the other day it's it is very interesting it's a weird place it is very weird yeah it kind of feels like you're in fallout the game you know what okay that's right? 29 palms yeah. yeah it's like very hills have eyes ish but it's also kind of weird that it's like a very beautiful art community it is and like there's sculptures in the middle of nowhere well, and, and it's like, like right next to Joshua Tree, yeah. and Joshua Tree is beautiful for camping and going and stargazing, and so I liked it out there. Have you been stargazing and stuff like that? Not like, to, not for a while. Yeah. I want to. I haven't done it in a while either. Just driving through there, and like I said, it just makes me want to go back. <laughs> you take for granted like what's out in the middle of nowhere because it's right? so far, but it really is its own like planet. It's like you're going to Mars or it's, something. And it's so interesting. I think it's so funny. Like when you go from one community to the next, yeah. how different people are how different stores are how like interactions change so dramatically in such a short span it really does it's like a different type of people might as well be a different state out there (laughs) right like kind of still san Bernardino county yeah somehow somehow but yeah that's very cool so what was it like going to japan uh i i can't imagine do you speak japanese i knew a couple words but i lived in okinawa and their japanese is a little bit different than mainland japan um it was awesome. I had a blast out there. Um, I remember my ex-husband, because we were stationed out there, well, we met out there, uh, we would go into places, and he would not get the same reception that I would get. Really? Because he has blonde hair, blue eyes, mm-hmm. and they were not fond of Americans. I kind of could pass as somebody who might have had their dad knock somebody up and then leave, and so I got it. I got everywhere. Really? And That's I got, so like, funny. so it was such a completely, or it's like, yeah, it was somebody's dependent, so they're like, oh, you're just here. So I had a great time. And I mean, most of the guys that are out there have a good time, but yeah. it's just like there's certain places that you can't go if you if they don't think they want you there. I can see why, though. I, I mean, not that it's good or bad, but I guess if you're in Japan and you see all these foreign people coming in and like wrecking your local scene, like that would yeah. get a, a little bit annoying. Well, and I there's guess. six Marine Corps bases. There's one Air it's Force base, one Navy base. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Try living there when you don't oh, have man. a penis. It's yeah. awesome. It's not. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and and so it's like it's and so it's the army base, the navy base, the yeah. air force base, and six marine corps bases. Oh, and so wow. I remember I would go in like I was in a bar and some guys like, oh, are you in the air force? And I was like, nope. Try again. He's like, navy. And I was like, nope. And he's like, army. And I was like, 
I there's, will kill you. There's <laughs> only two more choices, and we don't have Coast Guard here very often. And right. he's like, Marines? And I was like, oh, why am I offended? That was so much of a pause. But, like, nobody ever looks at me and thinks Marines. I guess, I mean, can you really put a Marine face on anybody, right? Like, um, some guys, yeah, you can be like, okay, I mean, some dudes, Marine, for sure. They look like bulldogs. I got, literally. yeah, no, I'm aware. Um <laughs> like, but yeah. it was funny because, like, I got told I didn't look dikey enough to be a Marine. And I was like, I don't oh, think that's, that's a that's prerequisite. That's very nice. I'm like, oh, thank you. Okay. Beautiful Japan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that, no, was, in, was, in that was in uh, San Diego. <laughs> yeah, that sounds a bit more right, yeah. unfortunately. That's mm-hmm. that's amazingly intolerant. Yeah. Uh, but that's back to Japan. I don't know why because... I think I'm just fascinated by Japan. I kind of want to go to Japan. Oh my gosh, I want to go back. Do you have to speak English? Can you speak English only? Do you have to speak Japanese? So. What do you think? Japanese, like, you learn learn certain terms when they go out there. The first thing they taught us when we were going to Japan was, uh, don't touch the maste. And I said that horribly because I haven't said it in a really long time. Don't touch the maste. Just kidding. Don't touch the maste. Pretty much Mm. they'd be like, it's just remember, don't touch my mustache. Okay, don't touch my But what it means is, I'm sorry. They're like, as Americans, you're going to have to say this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, all right, cool. Like, that's like the first, like, that was the first introduction. Um, Other than that, there's Americans all over Okinawa. Yeah. So for the most part, yeah, you can get away with English. Uh, If you go to a lot of the sites, like I wouldn't say Mount Fuji, there you can get away with English. Um, Like, it's not like a great conversation, but you can at least order food. Um, okay. the, we could tell the ca- like all the cab drivers learned English, and they would a lot of them would specifically go to the Marine Corps bases because they're like, oh, they're going to go to far bars. So yeah. and the red light district and a place called there was a place called Soapies where guys What's could go that? get a massage and they uh. would make you dirty and then clean you up after. What the fuck? Like it was throw a, mud on you? No, like, it was like a like they would jerk you off. It was a happy ending place. Okay, they make and you then dirty. They would give you a bath. Dirty, dirty. I wasn't yes. allowed to go in there because I didn't have a penis. That's so weird to know that, like, that's going on in there and, like, witness the rest of your platoon or whatever it's called, yeah. like, take off. Like, we're going to go, um, we'll be right back. <laughs> well, and it was funny because, like, the, the, it was called the Yoshihara and it was, yeah. like, their red light district. And it was, there was a McDonald's closer to my base, mm-hmm. but there was also Good a McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, they're everywhere. Tried and true everywhere. There, really there was one right across the street from the Yosh. And so mm-hmm. I remember guys would call and be like, I need to get a ride back from the second McDonald's. I'm like, why are you at the second McDonald's? Like, um, I just, I really, just, I think they have a better shaka shaka chicken, which is this like chicken in a pouch that comes with powder and you shaka shaka it. And then it <laughs> That's so rad. tastes different. And then, um, but they'd be, I'm like, why are you over there? And they're like, oh, this one just has better shaka shaka. I'm like, yeah. really? You didn't go to, uh, go, go play with prostitutes. Like, I'm just curious. No, 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 no never. No, no. Never. never. It's just the first McDonald's sauce stock. is back. I know. <laughs> but yeah, no, actually, I do so miss the shaka shaka chicken because they had a lemon pepper one that was awesome. There is, it's weird that, like, there, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but, like, I remember going to Camp Pendleton one time with mm. a buddy and his family, and I was just marveled. And to this day, I marvel at it. There was a <laughs> McDonald's that sold hot dogs. Yeah. I've never seen that ever again. Is that, nope. like, common on. Marine Corps bases for uh, some reason. No, okay, I'm not a huge McDonald's person, yeah. so I've 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 seen that one in like in then Pendleton. Yeah, and it was weird. Um, I didn't get it because that creeps me out. Yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad. I can't imagine it being good. 
But McDonald's isn't that good, and it's always kind of reliable, so it's, it can't okay, be that so bad. Funny thing, I'm not a huge hamburger fan. Yeah. I've only had like a handful of hamburgers in my life. What's your favorite kind of food? Um, oh god, ramen. Yeah, I okay. love ramen. Do you crack an egg in it? Oh god, yes. Right. Oh, That's the best but way. you know what's my favorite when Get they do the soft sauce. boils, soft boiled uh, eggs, and it's yeah. like the white, and it's just perfect and then you get the runny yolk oh it's so good that does sound good but i just got a hamburger from mcdonald's the other day because i was stoned and i was like this seems like a good choice and it wasn't a good choice it wasn't that great <laughs> i regretted not they getting the chicken bland. nuggets they're so you bland know, yeah like there's not a lot going on there and uh i don't think they ever recovered after supersize me to be honest i think that was their downfall i don't i never had hamburger before that Oh, really? I guess I had them when I was really little, but I don't remember them. It's so funny. I grew up, like, like one of my first memories ever, and this is weird that it is, but it is, <laughs> is my dad, like, introducing me to sweet and sour sauce at okay, McDonald's, which is sauce? delicious. Chicken nuggets? <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember the first time I experienced that and forever been a fan. Yeah. But their hamburgers just aren't great. Yeah, they're not. They're very plain, and, like, you could do better. They're, they feel like a... Uh, they feel almost like they're made out of cardboard meat. You know what it, I mean? Like it, the meat yeah. isn't meat. It's it not meaty. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I was, I was just saying this because I was like, I like, I like Garden Burgers. I yeah. think that a lot of times, and if a place does it right, they sound good or they taste good. Oh, I grew up on Garden Burgers. I love Garden Burgers, but I was saying Red Robin had the best Garden Burger. Yeah. And I'm like, I never see Red Robins anymore, and it makes me sad. There's one at uh, the Tyler Mall, believe it or not. I don't go out there enough. Yeah, no worries. The only reason I know that is because my cousin Brittany works there. Shout out to Britt. Okay, now <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to go and be yeah. like, Brittany, I know I know somebody you're related to. Hook it to. up with the drinks. No. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Unlimited extra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, doll. <laughs> Maybe. I'll, I'll fuck dark. Anyway. Um, We're getting garden burgers next. Right, yeah. <laughs> So growing up, like, did you want to be a comedian or like no. what led you? To, and like, for that matter, did you want to be a Marine? Like what led to that? Okay. I feel like that's a pretty bold move. I am somebody who makes bold moves yeah. um, weirdly. Like it's never I like. I see that. Um, so, okay, me becoming a Marine, like after 9-11, yeah. I was like, okay, this is something I want to do because I want to defend my right for free speech. That yeah. was my big thing. I'm very anti-censorship. It was yeah. always a huge part of who I am. Um and I was like, I want to defend, I might not even agree with a lot of the politics yeah. of most of the people that would join the military, but I want to defend the right for somebody to have the ability to say what they want to say. Right. So that was why that decision happened. I always had stage fright, mm -hmm. so comedy was not in the, the looks for me. I wanted to be a writer. I want, I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm cool with people reading what I say and never even knowing what I look like. In the back of your mind as you were going through like Marine Corps and all your other life experiences, mm -hmm. Did you, because you strike me as a person that's been reading probably and writing for a long time. Yeah. Like, did you have it in mind that these stories would like ultimately be, be part of like a memoir or like a life's tapestry, if that makes sense? You know Kinda. what I mean? Like a life's work of like this amazing person was me. I, it's, it's weird because you're doing things and you're like, yeah. I want to, when I'm like telling my kids and my grandkids like about my life, I uh -huh. want them to be like, I want to have a more colorful life. Yeah. I think that you get one life and if all you're doing in your life is just going to work and going home and not experiencing like so many amazing things like what was the point yeah no definitely so for me I wanted to do that so yeah I guess it's kind of all been just like finding the patches for my my life quilt that's very very cool what do you think's inspired you to like become this amazing person by the way um, not to be rude but I have to mention this 
there is a random person riding a horse down the street. We're in Norco. Yeah, but it just it weirds me out every time. Or not weirds me out. It's just it's I funny. I think I'm used to it because Are I uh, yeah. I lived in Oregon, and I live right next to Norco, so I'm used to just horses randomly. Are there a lot of horses in Oregon? Where I I lived in Oregon. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Where was that? I lived in Sayo, which is a town of 300 people, and people knew who I was because I was Hispanic and I did not speak Spanish. (laughs) You're the brown one that isn't brown? They're like, you must be uh, his wife. And I was like, I am. That's so ridiculous. It was so funny. And it was weird. Like, in Oregon, like, they would refer to the bad part of town as the Mexican part of town. I'm like, there's not even any Mexicans there. Dude, yeah. I remember having, like, because I have a little bit of that same thing I think you have where, like, it's, like, racial ambiguity. Yeah. Where, like, if you keep your mouth shut and don't, like, give out too many clues, like, you can kind of just blend in the background of many scenes, you know? And, like, I I just remember, like, moving in with my uh, white roommate and her white boyfriend and their <laughs> white friends coming over for Halloween dressed as Mexicans. And, like, they had pa- painted themselves brown and oh were wearing gosh. sombreros. I'm like, oh, dude, like, just to reiterate, I'm not Italian. <laughs> like, it was so weird. Like, how do you react to that? I usually get people that think I'm Middle Eastern. Or, like, yeah. I'm, it's, I, it's, everybody thinks they're like, oh, you have to be a mix. You're not just one. And I'm You're like, very okay. exotic. Right? I'm like, like uh-huh. Mm-hmm most of my family well my family's been here for so yeah. long that we're just we're here that's how i feel too dude and like i'm sure it's a very complex past it doesn't really matter yeah after a couple generations i think and i think our generations is kind of going toward that right? I, we're it's like, so weird because i still have people that are like you you seem like a taco bell's kind of taco mexican and i'm like what does that mean like what I'm do you like, expect from me to do i'm like, like what i know i get so annoyed by that and i'm just like it's not that big of a deal and i was like yeah. i'm mexican by dna but my culture is southern california exactly like, and I'm like, which might as well I'm be sorry. its own damn thing it's yeah, yeah it's like we're such a weird mix like at this point just yeah. just deal with it i'm sorry yeah, dude. <laughs> no and like i should clarify that's not everybody but i no. feel like there every now and then you'll get like a weird traditional no offense but white person typically no, that it was like somebody who was black asked me last night yeah and confused. yeah there you go but i think they were saying they wanted to say that part of me was black and they wanted to claim yeah. a little bit i was like that's weird that is also weird either way i feel like the issue is like people reacting like you put sugar in their sugar-free lemonade you know what I mean? yes like they're not that upset but they're a little bit taken yeah. <laughs> like also sugar-free lemonade be. is bullshit what do you mean? I can't the taste. Stand it. I don't like it. Really? I don't like it. Do you not like Splenda? No, I hate Splenda. Ah, I can see why. Doc, Diet Dr. Pepper? Oh, it makes me sad. Dude, Diet Dr. Pepper's not bad. I like I, Diet Dr. Pepper. I think because, okay, Dr. Pepper. All Peppers, the diets, that is the it's diet. It's probably the best diet, but yeah. I like Dr. Pepper so much, and I can you taste don't the Splenda. Live it. I know. I'm like, don't don't try and say that this is healthier for me because it's just as bad, just in a different way. You know what's really good, actually? How do you feel about Coke Zero? Or, like, Pepsi Zero. Okay, I don't like Pepsi. No? No. And I don't, like, I think I drink Coke and Sprite, and that's about it. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Cherry 7-Up. Cherry 7-Up when, when I stumble across Cherry 7-Up in places, oh, my heart is happy. Minimal orgasm. Like, it's fine. That's how I feel when I stumble across a Cherry Coke Zero. Very oh. rare. It does exist. That's, that's Usually at a Chevron. <laughs> Chevron's way to hold yeah. it up. <laughs> um, but going back to where we were before. <laughs> I know. We distract. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> So what inspires you? <laughs> to do comedy? Yeah. So, okay. And to be a Marine. So Marine was just yeah. me. Like I said, it was me defending my... Um, oh, wait. You defending, did go to, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Defending the what, right for free speech. What inspired comedy? Though? So um, Esmeralda Villalobos mm-hmm. is my cousin. 
She'd been Shout doing out to Esmeralda. Yeah, you're awesome. Doing the uh, film awards or something. Yeah, I know. I, I made month. something for her. Right on. So I, I need to finish editing that today. I should that. make something. You should. There's still a week. Get it done. Is there? Yeah, I think it's the 16th is the deadline. Okay. Oh, so it's a little less than a week. I Go make something. I've been Go. like so off the grid. I know. Lately, I don't know. It's not bad. <laughs> I feel good about it. Go on. So comedy, she was doing comedy. Um, this is while I was still married. She was like, come to an open yeah. mic with me. And I was like, okay. And she's like, just support. And I was like, of course, I will be there to support. Like, love you. Um, so we get to the mic and she was like sitting there. And I think we got coffee at Flappers in uh, Claremont oh, when right it was on. still there. So we go up there and she's like, well, let's get coffee downstairs. I forget the coffee place. So we get coffee. We're sitting up there and she's like, you should do this. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I did not know that she meant that moment. So she goes and writes my name down. And <laughs> it's funny. When we when I was there, they yeah. were still like it was the if it's your first time, you go up first. Oh, man, that's tough. So I had about five awesome minutes enough. to think yeah. it was the three minutes worth of stuff to say. And how'd it go? Um, I got laughs, but the only face I could see in the audience, because I don't know if you remember Claremont Flappers. Oh, yeah, I do. You could only see, like, three faces, right? Yeah. And the only face was a guy who was autistic who made no facial reactions. And, I mean, like, he was a sweetheart. But I was just, I I could hear laughter, but I could not stop looking at his face, which he probably hated. And it's like, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm doing. <laughs> but <laughs> So I did that, and then I got yeah. off stage. And then it was like, I'm one of those people that I can't let something defeat me. And I got yeah. laughs, but I didn't feel like it was good. So good right. it was not good enough for me. Yeah. Um, so I like wrote stuff um, during this time. My divorce happened. Yeah. And then I went to the hideaway in Riverside, and I went up on stage, and I did five minutes there. And I remember I got off stage, and Aaron was like, wait. This is only like you're still like brand new, and it's like, y- y- yeah, it's kind of like my I guess more my first time because the first time I didn't, was like I didn't really count it. Yeah. And he's like, welcome to comedy, like, and I was like, oh, like that's kind of awesome for like that to be my introduction, right. and um, I kind of fell in love with it at that point. It still causes so much anxiety, and if you see me before a show, like I'm in the middle of a mini panic attack and yeah. I might throw up, <laughs> but I love it. That is awesome, dude. I I remember seeing you out there. I don't. I wonder if I saw you at the beginning, because I, I started, it, you definitely started before me, I think, um, but I think I saw you at the beginning of your career, and like, I don't remember you ever not looking like you were, were uncomfortable. Well, and I think that's You so were comfortable from day one, yeah. Everybody always is like, you seem so calm up there, and yeah. I was like, yeah, but I come off stage, and I was like. Shaking? I'm shaking. Like, you can visibly see me there, shaking. When you're up there, do you just kind of like black out? Um, or you, at the beginning, did you, I should say? No, I've never. I've always no. been hyper aware, but I think that might be the stage fright. That's good, I guess. But then it's kind of made it so like I have to be in the moment. So like yeah. I was telling you, like I had a show last night, and I completely blanked because we haven't had practice on. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> so I like start talking with somebody in the audience, and I was even like, <laughs> just so you know, I forgot what I'm doing, and you're helping me stall, and like just Third joking rate. around, and it was like I I've noticed like with audiences if you're like if you're joking off the fact that you're messing up like they seem to be receptive to it yeah you can definitely dictate the energy and like how you oh, control absolutely. like their reception of it yeah yeah and there's no failing necessarily like if you fail you've admitted defeat because like there's always a way out yeah or it seems there is <laughs> hopefully <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anyway, though, do you have any hobbies or anything uh, um, that you do outside of this? I um, I know I your mom. Way so I know too that's many a hobbies. Of, really? Oh my gosh, Tell I me. can't sit still. So I paint at the house. Mm-hmm. Me and the kids, and like it's so funny. My kids were like, 
I'm watercoloring, and so they go over and get their like yeah. papers and they paint with me, and they love it. Um, I what else do I do? I write a bunch, um, doing the podcast. I feel like I've just everything's been in a blur. Um, I know, I've been making like been really stuff out of resin. Yeah, it's so much fun. What What does that mean? So okay, so resin <laughs> is it's liquid, and you put it into a mold, and it yeah. gets hard. Uh-huh. So I've been making like little things just like randomly like not for anything but like the kids like come over and they're like we want to try this too of course. So you like making action figures or like Oh no, not that. They're like um ashtrays and oh, like still very cool. necklaces and stuff like that. Like I'm not a huge jewelry person yeah. but like I don't know. And then we were doing these things where we were drawing stuff and putting them inside the resin so it's like captured inside of the plastic. It almost turns into like a hard plastic. That's very cool. So just random. Do you have like a lot of artistic people in your family? No. Um, Angela, or Esmeralda is, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, and then I have a couple other cousins um, that are artistic and yeah. stuff like that. But for the most part, my families are like, they work in education yeah. or truck driving, um, accounting. Oh. Everything is very like. Where do you think that comes from I think one of the things was like, and I'm so happy that I had a cousin that was artistic so we could be like, oh, we're going to go do this and we're going to, and I think it was just, I've just never been the kind of person that could sit still. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, let me learn how to do this. Like I got in college, I remember I hated taking notes. So Mm -hmm. I started knitting in class and I taught myself how to knit because I needed something to be moving with and playing with. And I remember one of my teachers being like, you don't know what I'm saying. And then I would verbatim say back what they said. And I was like, bitch, I got a lot going on. I'm an auditory <laughs> learner, but I need to be moving. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like I, I know how to knit. I can sew. That's a very interesting point, though. I think that a lot of people would benefit from under- learning and really taking the time to understand how their minds work. Oh, you know absolutely. What I mean? Like the more I learned about like and I don't know a lot about it, but I've taken some like elementary level or like beginning level uh, psych classes and mm-hmm. a couple classes where you, we've talked about that stuff. But like. There are definitely different learning styles. And, like, if you know how you personally can work and, like, how your memories are formed, I feel like just that understanding will help you get so much better at oh, internalizing knowledge, absolutely. right? Absolutely. And, like, I grew up with a learning disability. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, I so wouldn't ever guess that. I And it's so funny because I'm, like, I think it's so funny. I was, like, mm-hmm. you are the rep- representation that you put out there. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, I grew up, and I remember in, like, sixth grade, they said I was dyslexic with um, ADD. Yeah. And I was like, but then they were finding out that the reason I wasn't focusing in class is because I couldn't read the board. But then in college, they retested me and they're like, oh, you're not dyslexic. You have this thing called Erlang syndrome, which is my optic nerve is messed up. So I see light funny. Really? But it helped me out of photography classes because my teacher was like, you see light different. And he's like, so you develop your pictures differently. I could see that being an asset. Yeah. Yeah. It's all in how you interpret it. um, Like even now with my students and I'm looking at them and it was like, if you have like find how to make it work for you because you have no idea. I'm like, it it, it might be your superpower at the end of the day. It makes it so you don't think the same way everybody else does. It's a very true thing. Yeah. I used to think being weird was a bad thing, but then you realize at a certain point, weird is a synonym for unique. (laughs) Yeah. I tell my kids to be the weird kid all the time. And I'm like, just enjoy your life. Be you. And don't let anybody dictate or who filter you are. Yeah. Like, okay, so you were saying like the personality, or the learning style test. Yeah. Have you ever done the Myers Briggs test? Yes. I oh am my gosh. ENFP, I believe. Okay, I'm an what ENFJ. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So I'm like, I'm a we're huge advocate yeah. of that test because I think it's so interesting. If you go that to is the very insightful the 16 personalities website. Yeah. And you can read about like and you can even read about how you interact with others and you can see like your your percentage of the population that thinks the same way you do. 
And I think I'm like the second most rare personality type and it's like one percent of the population does that make you feel like a unique it makes link? me it makes me feel like so much of my life makes sense right on man as it should though i mean i feel like there's a lot of people out there that feel like they're outsiders and they're never going to fit into a scene and it's like just keep being you being your authentic self and eventually you'll find comedy <laughs> you'll find the group that fits you, you will though, yeah. but it's like if you change who you are when you're looking for it you're never going to find the right fit yeah that's true because you can change endlessly and not oh. be happy with it yeah i've definitely gone through weird phases have you gone through a weird phase or um i think i mean definitely more so like i said we went through the emo phases we were talking about yeah. poetry no and it wasn't so much emo but like i was definitely into like the punk scene yeah same here i like I feel like everybody has like a defiant period in their yeah. life, and that's really what punk encompassed for me. Like, I love the music. Oh, absolutely. More I still than do. anything, I love exactly. But more than anything, I loved like what it stood for, like the idea yeah. of it. You know. And, and I think like that was like one of my ideals was like that. And I was like going from a punk kid joining the military, yeah. and you're like, how does that make sense? But you're like, I wanted that free speech. Like, I'm yeah. so anti-censorship, and I've gotten yeah, to people a lot about of punk that. people that have become so or that became so convicted in what they believe that they became radically normal. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, I was talking to Angel Hara, I remember, on mm -hmm. her podcast, and she was saying, um, I forget what his role was in her life, but this really hardcore punk dude she knew mm -hmm. growing up ended up becoming a pastor later yeah. on in her life. And he still has, like, all the punk values, I'm sure. But he's just very convicted in everything he does. And, like, that's that's kind of cool. You know, to, yeah. to, to do you, man. Like, find whatever makes your heart sing i guess i think so many people disregard like anybody who listens to punk or is heavy in that scene as like really? they're just going to be uh, well i think most is mainstream society like they yeah. look at their like oh that's just something we're not going to yeah. appreciate but Gross, it's like dirty if you drug people <laughs> talk to them and it's like there's for the most part like you'll find people that just like if they're convicted in their thoughts it's like actually have a conversation with somebody and it's amazing yeah they're very intelligent people 90 percent of the time yeah. i would say we'll go with 80 yeah exactly <laughs> yeah uh, all right i was being a little generous but and that other 20 percent is probably what you imagine yeah but um but there is a good 80 yeah that is like an intellectual <laughs> uh like they're the modern bohemians really yeah in my mind you know and like i remember watching this uh documentary or not documentary interview with jello biafra mm -hmm. the lead singer of uh the dead kennedys and he was that. talking about how like the spirit of punk is really the spirit of many things that have existed long before. Yeah. It's the spirit of resistance. You like know, I think I would have been a hippie if I was in that era. I think so too, right? Or like a member in like if you were in the 1800s, maybe it would have been some of the writers that were going out to nature to get lost and I write think about I that, definitely you know? do. Like actually, I was reading this one thing. And it was called they call it the wonderlust gene. Yeah. And it's the people that can't sit still, and they were the ones that they say were responsible for like expansion of communities because they'd be like. You know, there's something better out here. We gotta, we gotta merge for that better, yeah. Or yeah. Merge with that better. So I, I love that idea, and I, my mom always tells me, she's like, I think you have that gene. She's like, because you're just horrible that. at sitting still, and not trying to like figure out new ways to just create something. That's a good thing though, too, especially in so what too. we do now, because like, you were definitely an integral part, I think, in like the buddy system at one point, and like, yeah. you were producing your own shows in addition to doing your own comedy and podcasting and like that yeah. like you said you wear a lot of hats um but like not everybody can wear a lot of hats it's a lot yeah. of work to keep up with all those hats it's yeah it's a, it's a like, juggling process it definitely is it's like uh i had a high school teacher that would describe it as like spinning plates you spin yeah. a lot of plates and like 
I that's all that. fine and dandy, but like if you let one drop, they all start dropping. So you gotta always be checking in on all the plates. Well, and somebody gave me like right? they gave me this really cool analogy, and they were like, you have to prioritize. If you have a lot of things, you prioritize everything. Yeah. But the priorities one day aren't always the priorities the next day, and you have to kind of realize that like, hey, these are the things I can't let drop. The rest of it, if if it drops, it sucks, but it's okay. Yeah. And so it's like every day, it's like okay kids not dropping that one ever <laughs> no that's high priority <laughs> highest priority that is my <laughs> highest priority is making sure that those babies are getting the love and everything everything that's yeah. going on and it's so funny my daughter who's nine was like mommy what can we do to help you in your comedy career and i was like just keep that's cool doing what you like so they're they're such thoughtful kids i love my babies they've been to shows with me yeah. they've met so many comics and they're just they're like my daughter's been with me in meetings when I've gotten locations. Yeah. And she sits there with her little notebook and That's she's just awesome, like dude. and I was like, I want to I want them to see that they're only limited by what they decide they're limited by. And I hope that she becomes a little mogul in whatever she ends up doing. That child, like this that that's awesome, dude. Like you're she, a great parent. I'm just hoping she doesn't like. turn evil. Yeah. She's way too smart. Too smart. Oh god. <laughs> And she was a preemie, and she was, like, in the NICU. They were like, oh, she might not live. And now that kid is, she's just insane. She's going to take over the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I have completely different conversations with my son and my daughter. Yeah. And it was funny. Uh, Zero. Oh, yeah. Clemson. I love Zero. So um, he was on a show with me at the comic book store, and I'm still not okay with them seeing my full set, yeah. even though it was a clean show. And so I was like, Zero, will you sit outside with my kids yeah. and just talk to them for a minute? I was like, because I'm looking at the comics, and you're the one I trust the most. <laughs> Yeah, that's and, fair. And he <laughs> was like, yeah, of course. And he came after the show, and he's like, yeah. he's like, that was the weirdest conversation. He's like, your son comes in talking like a kid, and then your daughter throws in, like, these really philosophical thoughts, and I wasn't sure how I should respond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, just talk to them. Just, just have a conversation. Just it's be okay. honest. Mm -hmm. And um, so, no, it's just fun. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I can't imagine what it's like to be a parent, but I'm an uncle, and it's pretty cool, man. Like, I never thought I'd like kids but they're pretty awesome and it's awesome yeah. to see them forming and see their brains and ideas and values forming and like to kind of steer yeah. them in the right direction and teach them stuff like yeah i have a niece and nephew too my niece yeah. i'm her favorite person in the world and i love it i could see that dude always keep things fun i'm sure yeah like she just comes in and she like just burrows into my chest and like wants me to walk around she's like about to turn two that's funny man so like if you keep going with comedy and get really successful mm-hmm we, are you going to be okay with be leaving the teaching life behind you? Um, because I imagine like that's like you do it for them. I mean, you do it for you, but you also do a lot for your students, right? Yeah, I love my students. Oh my gosh, um, and I think my students know how much they mean to me. Yeah, like I've had students that have, are no longer with me, and they message me, and they're like, "I have a soccer game. Will you come and watch it?" I'm like, "Absolutely, I'll come watch." Oh, you that's play. so cool. And it's like you're my student for life. Like that's yeah, dude, just good awesome. Teachers make such a difference in your life. I hope so. I hope that they look at me and they're like, remember me fondly, and or like yeah. that. I just told them to just be who they are and find their stuff. But I don't know. Like I struggle with that. Yeah. Because I genuinely love what I do. Yeah. And I think, like, even if I didn't, if I wasn't in a classroom, I would find some way to work with kids in some shape or form. Yeah. Just because I love it. I think it's so much fun. I love, and I'm with middle school now, and yeah. it's fun to see them in an age where they're figuring out who they are. Oh, God, yeah. It's, like me it's in terrifying. middle school was so different, man. What, what was Stephanie Michelle like in middle school? I was quiet. Yeah? I was super, I was super, like, not shy. I was the kid that... 
I never really got in trouble for talking, uh-huh. but everybody in tr- around me used to get in trouble for laughing. Because mm, I would make smart-ass comments under my breath, and only the, my table would hear it, and then they'd all be laughing, and I'd be sitting there just doing my work, because I don't make myself laugh very often. <laughs> so funny, man. So. It's so weird to think back at, like, on who you were and who, who you've become, and, like, every stage is important. Every stage is yeah. so different, but, yeah. I... I I think like me in high school was yeah. it was it, oh so in high school I actually produced bands like shows lunchtime shows for really? bands to come to my high school and play music at lunch. That's <laughs> so weird. How would you meet these bands? I was a weird kid. We had a couple bands like at our school like of yeah. course like a couple high school bands and then when you're working with them they're like oh I had this other band like they're out of high school so we had to get like waivers for them to come on campus and yeah. but I we had like a monthly music thing that I I was the one that headed it because I was just like. That's very you know, cool. it'd be fun. And I was just, but it, like in high school, it was the same thing. I couldn't sit still. So producing at an early age. Yeah. So I was producing before I realized I was producing. <laughs> That's so cool, man. Is there anything else that you really want to accomplish before, like in addition to comedy or with comedy, you know, like before your, before your life ends? <laughs> I would love one of my shows, like the, any of my stories that I've written yeah. to get picked up. For a te- as a television show. So I've wrote, I've written right? a couple pilots and shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And um, like I and my associates is in film and mm-hmm. photography. Very cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. I went to school for that, and then it was kind of like, oh, I think I want kids. I should probably find something that's logical. Yeah. Education. Um, but even then, like I was going to school and I was teaching art at the elementary schools. Oh, very cool, man. So I've like always been like, like I said, so you've I've always, always been on kids. the track that is you. Yeah. yeah, I've always worked with kids. I've always been in art in some shape or form. Um, organizing stuff organizing stuff so Very I'm like cool. I think I'm like I've always kind of been who I am I think that's something that I'm learning with a lot of comedians though and like that is what makes certain comedians so damn interesting and so <laughs> authentic and cool is because like there is no one else like them you know like I think of all the not. people that we know that yeah. are just like so damn for good or bad uniquely themselves <laughs> when i was joking, myself but included but yeah, and i was like I, that's what i think what i love about comedy is yeah. that it's everybody's there for their own reasons whether yeah. it's because they want to get famous whether it's because they like making a room laugh whatever reason yeah they're there and they do it and there's something weird in anybody who does this profession there really is yeah like and it takes all different types of people, like all walks of life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it really does take all kinds of people, though. And the people that you meet are just so damn insightful into the greater experience that is the human condition, you know? Yeah. Like, have you met anyone on your journey so far that like stands out that was like, damn, that was a really fucking cool person? Comedy or like comedian or regular person, doesn't matter. Um. Anyone come to Definitely. Mind? Okay, so if I'm trying to think, like, go through everybody in my head. Or something like, God damn, that was weird. They, like I mean, you town, have you those know? interactions <laughs> all the time. And it's funny. It's like, it's okay, so doing my podcast and talking yeah. to comics and finding out more of their background. Mm-hmm. I actually, like, and I, the episode I just put out was Joe Beltran. And I genuinely, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I've always thought he was interesting. He's an interesting cat. But like sure. learning about him growing up, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, like that is the weirdest life. And I'm like, we grew up so completely different, but not that far from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the weird thing? Mm-hmm. Is like you have no idea how different someone's whole universe is and they're like next door to you. Well, and me and my boyfriend have been joking around because he's not a comic, thank yeah. God. Um, yeah, I think that's probably better. Yeah, it's for the best. Um, yeah. But our lives have like spiraled around each other. 
Like, so we'd like, we're like, we'll be driving on the street. I'm like, oh, I did this there. And I'm like, I, I was there for that reason. It that's was like, cool, man. And when so things like that happen, don't you so feel random. like, like, oh, that's probably a good sign. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> like I, actually, I was like, my ex in college, it was funny. His grandma had helped me in elementary school because she yeah. worked with my mom. And then his aunt lived down the street from me at one point. And so we had played at the same park, like at the same like events that had happened in that park. And we're like, that's so weird. Like how your that life can weird. just spiral around somebody. Yeah. And I, then like, yeah. I think about that. It's a very weird thought. Uh, very cerebral, very stonery thought, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll think about like objects around us, you know, and like think about like how much time has changed around them. Like yeah. even this park, you know, like imagine yeah. the lifetime of this park. Absolutely. Yeah, like it, it, so much has gone through here, and like it's insane to think about all the energies or whatever that have yeah. come through. And like, like you said, you've probably been here a million times, and so have other people that we've interacted yeah. with, and we have no idea. Well, have you seen that the, like the whole idea that if walls could talk? Dude, yeah. I'm like that would be terrifying. Every single <laughs> comedy club, can you imagine? Oh. <laughs> Every single hospital. <laughs> My um. room. Oh, it's just bad. There's so many things. Uh. No, All right. So I always ask kind of a weird question. Okay. Um, I just held for a dramatic pause and I don't know why. <laughs> it just felt natural. But no, the weird question is uh, if you could go back in time and it's not that weird. Okay. And like tell your younger self some bit of advice, like mm -hmm. help your help out the younger Stephanie Michelle, like in her journey. Yeah. Does anything come to mind? I think. Now that you're. A little bit back. more experienced, yeah. Like, okay, so I give my kids, like, a couple pieces of advice, and it's probably the same things I would tell myself, is to yeah. be the most genuine version of yourself and don't That's let great. somebody else dictate who you are. Like, and I tell my kids, don't change who you are just to please me. Yeah. Like, because that doesn't make me happy, because then it feels like I'm not doing my job as a mom of making you into the best version of an adult that you can be. Yeah. So that's one of my big things. And the other thing I, I always say to them is to be the light in the room. To just kind of always come in and make the day better. Right. Because so many people do so many things that are so horrible to everybody, I think, on a regular yeah. basis. And so go in and show people that, like, you can do good. And, I mean, there's times where I've looked at my life and I've been like, there's no point. Like, why would I try and make other people feel better because not nobody's doing that for me? And it was like, you know what? I don't feel good about myself when I don't when I don't try to be like a positive. It's amazing how good you feel making other people feel yeah. good. Which is why I love comedy. I love making yeah. people laugh. I think it's so funny. And even if we're laughing over dark, sadistic shit, like right. we're it's laughing. Like, and I shit my pants. Ha, ha, ha. I, you know, have you ever I done feel that? good. Yeah. Have you ever shit your pants? Oh, we yeah. were just talking about times, this. A couple times, dude. Yeah. Uh, there's I feel been like I've missed out somewhere. Really? And I'm now at a point where I shouldn't. And give it a couple uh, years, maybe no, I will. No, I mean, it's not a good thing to admit. But yeah, there's definitely been a few times <laughs> in my life, man. There have been a few dates I've been on, no oh. shit, where like I've definitely had too much to drink. And I think that just allowed me to be too comfortable. I don't know. But shit my pants a little bit. And then you got to do like the crazy game of like, how do I dispose of the evidence without anybody being the wiser? That's so funny. It's yeah, it's happened. I a think couple this times. is funny. Is <laughs> I've noticed. Okay, so when I drink too much, yeah, I pee a bunch. But even then, it's like a process. Like I have to go. I have to. Yeah. Like my, for some reason, my body. You is have like, self control. <laughs> you know, my body just cinches up, and you're like, you're not gonna pee right now. Good for you. And <laughs> not good because I'm sitting on the toilet, like just pee, just pee, just pee. I'm but I do the same thing with poop. So my my sphincters are working great. Great, dude. Yeah, I yeah. think problem with me it was just like. You should do Kegels. 
Like ass kegels. Is that a I thing? I should do ass kegels. I don't know if that's a thing. It should be a thing. No, I mean, it's not really an issue anymore. I don't really drink anymore. Okay. I don't drink anymore. So no, that's yeah. not an issue anymore. But no, there have been weird, embarrassing moments. Like I've definitely peed on my own clothes in a clean clothes hamper <laughs> when I was drunk, despite uh, my girlfriend yelling at me that, you know, the restrooms in the hallway. And oh like I've gosh. done shit like that. And I really think the core of it and the crux of all of that action is just not giving a fuck in the moment. So yeah, <laughs> like they, they, which is a worse There's times more to give a fuck thing. and there's times to not yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, but you can't just be out there shitting your pants. No, you, you shouldn't do that on I mean? a regular like, basis. No. And I don't think that I did that out of defiance but i don't know why i did it so so funny thing because you're bringing that up (laughs) bring the thing up so my sister was dating a guy at one point and i'm sorry to my sister for bringing this one up but he was like he got drunk (laughs) and he was sleeping in our house and um like this is like i think she was already in her 20s so he's sleeping in the house and he was so drunk so everybody were like you're not driving home yeah but he was like sleeping on the floor in my sister's room and he got up to go to the bathroom but he missed the bathroom door and went into my parents' door. Oh, no. And then he peed on my parents' bed oh, while my parents no. are in their bed. Oh, and my no. mom's like, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, oh I, you know what? I've made bad choices. You know some of my exes. I've made bad choices. None of them have peed on my parents' bed while they're in it. Check and mate. <laughs> I'm like, if I have one bragging point, it's that. <laughs> yeah, you may, uh, you may have a master's degree, but you know what I don't have? A boyfriend that peed on mom and dad. Right. Oh. <laughs> you know what's funny is I think huh. that there's I had one ex peed on your parents. No, that <laughs> would have if given the opportunity. Really? If I had let him, I don't want to say who. That's funny. I mean, I mean, I, I can just, tell you after who I think it would have been. No worries. <laughs> I, I might be able to guess. <laughs> you um, can probably but, guess. <laughs> but like, I'm not above it. I just told you about shitting yeah. my pants and having you know ditched the evidence, and I've done other embarrassing things i'm not proud of it's the beautiful tapestry of life yeah it's not always good you know but well, and I know, okay so you started comedy because of yeah. your ex or that was one of your big not, not, not really. because of it but the two, that was a lot of your first jokes right no i've never brought her up on stage Why to be honest I think that you did? because no we've t- talked about her off stage i know that we've talked about her off stage but no i like for whatever reason i really shouldn't have and i, I think when i come back i'm going to start talking about my stories too but no, I mean, when I first started comedy, it was after being, like, getting out of, like, a serious relationship and it all going to shit and, like, yeah. having to reinvent myself. And yeah. I think a lot of it was just being comfortable taking more chances. And, like, I'm kind of back in another spot like that now where, like, I'm getting comfortable for going for the stuff that actually makes me happy. Yeah, You know, definitely. even if it seems crazy. And, like... I mean, we've all had that relationship that you feel like yeah. you lose a part of yourself. And then it's fun figuring it out again. Exactly. And that was that for me. Yeah. And, like, I had to figure out who I was again. And it's taken a couple of years, but I definitely feel whole again. That's good. And, like, I, it's a weird thing, you know? Because you just that. wake up one day and you're like, oh, I guess, guess I'm better now. <laughs> like, but... Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. And, like, uh... Coming back to the question, though, like... <laughs> Sorry, I just... I sidetracked so no, much. No, no, no. <laughs> we can go on tangents all day. Trust me. <laughs> I do the same thing. Um, wait, what was the initial question? I don't know. We went through a couple of different Yeah, topics. it was... Oh, no. I've Going never back. done uh, material on her because she contacted me, like, once in my comedy journey at the beginning and told me that some of her friends, I guess, had told her that she was the punchline of my jokes and she warned me not to talk about her on stage. I've had exes do that. Yeah. And, like, I don't know why the fuck I listened. 
but I didn't like so I wrote about everything but her um, and like I don't know why because there's a lot of material there because isn't slander only if what you say is not true yeah, and like even then, I can always change the name, so there's ways around it. But I mean, it's, if it's not true, and then because I remember somebody was like, "But yeah. then we have to go to court to prove it." So then there's a documented yeah. proof of the things that you did that I'm joking about. Do you want to go down this road? I will say this: there was one joke I think that I did make, and it was like in reference to a story about like getting broken up with dressed as Superman. That I okay. do remember. You did. I remember yeah, that. that. That's I why I was remember like, now. I remember yeah. you talking about it on stage. Yeah. I'm not crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean. I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, you're not crazy. And yeah, like, okay, so I've done like maybe two jokes. Okay. But in the grand scheme of things, that's I've done like lot. no jokes. Yeah, yeah, that's not a lot. But I'm like, I do remember talking about this. No, we've definitely talked about it, though. And it's, I, yeah, it's, we talked off stage. Yeah, like, it, but you're right. We all go through that. We all yeah. have that relationship where you got to like pick yourself up again and figure out what you want because like, Everything you thought you wanted didn't work out, but that's life. Yeah, I was like, it's I remember like getting out of a relationship and being like, oh my gosh, I muted myself so much yeah. to make him happy. Yeah, dude. Then I was like, and I remember after it, my grandpa looking at me and being like, there you are. He's like, I didn't recognize you for a couple of years. You were so just like Aww. in the background. And he's like, so I love that I'm back and I'm going to stay back. That's I'm not gonna lose cool. myself in a relationship again. You shouldn't, yeah. And that's again, like, if there's one through line, I think through this and one theme through this entire podcast episode, it yep. is be your most authentic self. Yes, right? I think that's so important, and I think audience can tell when you're being authentic. They can tell. They can, yeah. Like I got off stage and somebody's like, "Wait, do you really teach?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "You look like a teacher," and I was like, "I don't." It's because okay. I do. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's all accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had people like come up to me after like oh you totally look like one of those guys like oh <laughs> what the fuck does that mean <laughs> like is that yeah. good yeah. am i offended am yeah. i thankful Gosh, i am here i am <laughs> no. all right so with that in mind too if you had one bit of advice for everybody else out there that could help them in their journey i think we've gone over it but yeah I guess what do you think just be you just be you just find what makes you happy because you'd be surprised yeah. How often people just, they, I don't know, I talk to so many they people. They look for safety, yeah. right? Yeah. And like, you look for not fear when you should be looking for happiness. Yeah, and it's like, safe, you know what? I would love to live a life where I'm like, everything's taken care of. But yeah. it's like, at the same time, it's like, I know how to make some really good fucking top ramen mix-ups because of being broke as fuck in college. Yeah. Like, you learn stuff when you're uncomfortable. And you learn stuff when things aren't just handed to you. And yeah. it's amazing. And it's crazy, like. It tends to work out, no matter how dark things get. If you don't give up. If it you does. don't give up, exactly. If you yeah. don't give up and you continue to persist, commit you keep to the pushing, bit. <laughs> it tends to work out. Yeah. That's something I gotta keep writing down on my hand. Commit to the bit. Yeah. Commit, to the, <laughs> commit bit. to the bit. No. We're just gonna get it. We're gonna, let's go get a yeah. tattoo. We're gonna get you tattooed with "Commit to the bit." Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> we're committing to this bit. Yeah. I will get some tattoo markers so that you don't have it it's committed funny. for life. It's fine. You mentioned earlier, by the way, that you listen to punk rock. Mm -hmm. uh, is what other kinds of music do you like? I I like music. Yeah, I'm just like um, it was funny. We were walking around Orange earlier. Yeah. And this lady was playing jazz music, and I'm sitting there, I'm like just dancing around to jazz music. And it was my boyfriend looks at me he's like, "You never dance." I was like, "I like jazz." Yeah. Um, but I I listen to so many different things. Like I'll get in the car and I'm like, I want something like upbeat. The only thing I really don't listen to is EDM. Yeah. Right on. Um, and it, then it's kind like, of a nuanced 
thing, Con- yeah. Like country, definitely. there's songs of country, but it's not like my over-encompassing, like I can't listen to hours upon hours of country. Yeah, I hear you on that. I got to be in like an outlaw mood or like yeah. kind of sad or, or I don't like know. Or like super <laughs> like romantic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, country's good for super romantic. Some or of the best sad. love songs. <laughs> yeah. Some of the, which inevitably, some of the best love songs also some of the saddest songs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I listen, I don't know. I just, I love, I love music. And yeah. um, like I work with uh, Dave the Prophet all the time and he's a rapper, which Very I cool. love, I like rap too. Um, and I was, but I like older rap. I don't, like the newer yeah, stuff like I listen to. Like 80s, so, 90s. Well, KRS-One is ah, one of my favorites. Classic. I know, I'm always like playing uh, DJs act like they don't know or, yeah. That's like one of my favorite songs. Cool, cool. Just because it's funny. Um, but like, no, I listened to just it it changes my mood very cool and i don't try to force it <laughs> as you shouldn't yeah just let it flow through you you mm-hmm. know well i mean so the reason i bring that up is i always ask everybody um if there's one song and i'm putting it in a big playlist okay and don't get mad at me because if you're out there you've probably realized it's not organized very well yet <laughs> i gotta fix that hopefully in this next week but the playlist is available on spotify what? and on youtube and I'm going to animate like a little intro for it or something too. I love too. that. Yeah. And it's an ever growing playlist. Uh, if you could pick like one song or something that stuck, sticks out to you and is special to you in some way, um, what comes to your mind? Okay. I'm going to put a new song that I kind of just fell in love with like within the past like couple weeks. Sure. Um, Underdog by Alicia Keys. Ah. Oh, dude, I actually watched the video for that and heard of that. That is a damn good song. It's such a good song. She's I a love, damn good musician, by I the way. I love, she's so, and she's so freaking pretty. And yeah. everything she does yeah, yeah. is just amazing. But I, I just love the, like the, there's like a line about like the single mothers leading their, like, and like wanting yeah. just like the best and like the, even teachers like out there. And I'm like, it just feels like one of those songs. Like it just like kind of pumps me up, even though it's not like a super hype song. It kind of is, though. I mean, like, it's not to designed words, to be, but yeah. But you're just like, okay, you know what? I can do this. And yeah. it's just that reminder of, like, pushing on. Yeah, it's a very empowering song. Yeah. If you're out there looking for some motivation, listen to it. I'm sorry, you were saying. No, it's just, it's just a great song. Yeah, no. And it's probably not the song anybody would think I would pick. I don't know. Well, you know, that's the great thing about asking this question, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, you just, that's the great thing about having conversations with people in oh, general. Oh, yeah. You learn all kinds of stuff, you know. Like, um, do you have any favorite movies? Um, okay, so Stranger Than Fiction. Ah, uh, that's a great movie. So, like the whole scene yeah. with the flowers. Yeah. That's a and that's the best kiss scene ever. That to Reckless Eric, um, Whole Wide World, best kiss scene ever. Like, somebody comes kissing me to that scene, we're getting married, I'm sorry, that's how <laughs> it works. Um, Take note, fellas. I'm no. hoping my boyfriend's not listening, because I keep joking that I'm never getting married again. Um, hint, hint. Nope. Just kidding. That was me, not her. Nope. That um, was me. So that's definitely <laughs> up there. A Night's Tale. Night's Tale's good. I used to I, I used to work in a video store. That starts out with a weird moment where they have Queen for some reason, though, the, right? the whole movie's old rock. Yeah, that's what I like. I didn't understand the concept, but it's great. (laughs) So I used to work at a video store and we could play movies that were PG Mm -hmm. and that movie was PG. So I used to play it all the time because I'm like looking at Heath Ledger, listening to old rock. Like, yeah, dude, that's a there's Lansing. It's it's just a fun movie. Right on, dude. I don't know. I have like a movies I could go on all day. Yeah. Yeah. Give me one more. And then I think we're going to close. Little Miss Sunshine. 
Oh, that was a good one, too. I love Steve Carell. Yeah, and the grandpa in that whole oh movie, gosh. dude, that wants to do heroin. He's so and, funny. Like, <laughs> he was such a well, weird I'm character. I'm so in love I with Steve Carell, like, in general. Yeah. Have you seen The Morning Show? Mm. It's on, it's an Apple TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, it is probably, I'm not a binge watcher for TV, which Frank is always annoyed with me because I'm not up to date on all the new nerd stuff. And Whatever. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But I binge watch that show. But the whole thing is a guy gets fired because of uh, me, he gets me too'd. Really? On a news show. And it's kind of like the chaos that happens after that for him. Is this him. only on Apple TV? I think so. Oh, shit. I have Apple TV. I have not actually looked into the programming. I'm going to have to he, look There's that. not that much that's specific to them. Yeah. But it's Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, like hey, you Billy Currup, I think is his name. Who's you got like, me. And it's just <laughs> like, yeah, it's like yeah. with that cast, it's, it's so good. It's so well written. Um, yeah, I highly recommend going and watching. But yeah, Steve Carell, just he makes my heart happy. I could see why. He's an awesome, awesome dude. Yeah. All right. Well, we are about done winding down. Yeah. Uh, yeah Thank but you, you know, this has definitely me. been my pleasure. No, thanks for coming. Thanks for meeting me, and it's been great talking to you. Yeah. Um, before we get going, though, is there anything that you want to promote specifically, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's a quote, books, whatever, thought you have right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I guess I'll push the podcast. Yeah. I don't know when shows will be more normal, so I don't have anything. Right. I mean, I have something, but I think I might have to cancel on it because I have to fly to Oregon that day um, when I'm finding out. But... Um, so Finding the Funny comes out every Sunday and it's always a new comic um, with some of their jokes that they sent me. It's always a lot of fun. Um, and then The Reckless Nerd, we record on Facebook Live every Thursday at 8.30. And it's a lot of fun because uh, viewers get to participate in the conversation. And also, if you are f- you come and you don't make fun of Frank, just know you made me sad, but make fun of Frank. Make it makes fun us all of better. Frank. Make fun of his hair. For some reason, it's become a big point and it pisses him off. <laughs> That's really good. All right, so <laughs> if you're out there, uh, I want you to find Frank Martinez. Yes. Uh, or the Reckless Nerd. There we go. And <laughs> then from there, find Frank Martinez. Tell him his hair's silly. Just yeah. say that. Keep Pir- it that way. Pirate hair was a th- term that pirate came hair? up. I, we don't know what it means, but it got called out. And All right, I well like it. If you want to send him an R or an R, that's fine, too. All right. Well, without further ado, uh, we're going to let you go. But thank you all for listening. Uh, Thank you again, Stephanie, for being here. And if you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast. Subscribe, share it, tell your friends, uh, write me, let me know what you think. It all helps. Um, But until next time, I want to thank you again for listening to Danny Frank's Walks of Life. Thank you for having me. No, thank you.